0: third shift presents the imposter's guide to gaming your quick fix for gaming news now here are your hosts eric and matt welcome everybody to a brand new episode of ig2g it is episode 72 and i'm one of your hosts mr eric and with me as always is the inglorious bastard himself mr matt oh yeah this time around we're talking about a boy and his alien weird cat we're talking about some demons and bad things going on and hey do you like that weird game where all these people in this weird eastern country are having a good time and solving mysteries and being part of some kind crime syndicate or something? I don't know. If you like that, you might want to stick around because it's going to be a great episode. Number five.
1: First up on the releases this week, we got the game that I'm most excited about but I can talk the least about. Hey, that happens every time, right? When I'm super into a game, I can't talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for myself. But this is... This is that scenario. It's Yakuza 5 Remastered. This dropped on the 11th of February, developed by Ryuga Gotoku Studio, published by Sega, exclusively for the glorious PS4. And you know what? If you got the Yakuza Remastered collection, as you should have, because I told you to get it, you should just get it, you have it now. Or you can get it, I think you can get it standalone, right? You should probably be able to download a standalone if you just want Yakuza 5. But I believe, actually, this is the biggest Yakuza still to date. Maybe, well, probably zero, Takes the cake, but of the of the traditional one through six series, I believe this is the biggest one because in this game there are five playable characters in five different cities. So you got five big stories. Each of them has their own story. You got all kinds of different gameplay styles in in among here too. Because well, I'll I'll spoil a couple of them because well, I I had a couple of them spoiled for myself, so I'll spoil them for you too. But you get like mini games or activities that all of these different characters do. Kiryu is now being a taxi driver in, I am um, gonna. I'm, I would screw the name up like Eric horribly, so I'm not going to say it, in a totally new town, in a new city, so you get a lot of taxi driving stuff. If he's on shift, you actually have to follow the traffic rules, it's kind of cool, but then on the complete other aspect of it, because that's what Yanks is all about, is one side where it's super serious and one side where it's super goof. So be super serious and drive your taxi cab in a serious manner with the serious passengers. And then on the other side of it, Hey, just go on the highway and have road races with street gangs, like fast and the furious style and use heat moves where you're just like jamming on the accelerator and blue sparks are flying. It's great. It's beautiful. So he's got that. I think Saijima has like a hunting mini game, which I saw for the first time today. All kind of just totally new things for the Yakuza series. Uh, Haruka has a lot of rhythm based games because she's training to be an idol I don't know about the other two characters, but I guarantee you if you love minigames, if you love Yaxa, you well, if you love Yaxa you got Yaxa 5 remastered already, especially because you hear me talk about it. but such a big game, such an awesome series. I will say the graphics look outstanding. I mean obviously it's a it's a PS3 game that's been remastered, but it looks so good. like I've I've talked about Yaxa 3. You could tell it was remastered and it looked good, but you could tell that was an older PS3 game. Then there was a jump from 3 to 4, and 4 looked really good. Now jumping from 4 to 5, 5 looks outstanding. It doesn't look as good as 6 or 0 or any of the super current gen games, but it looks really good. It sounds really good. It plays really good. It's a lot of fun. If you have no interest in picking this up, it but you want to see more of it, hey, check me out at twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. I'll be live streaming this game pretty much every Friday. Or whenever I feel like doing it because I love Yakuza. You should love Yakuza too, and also you should love Yakuza 5. Look okay I'm sorry I tried to make it a bit it didn't work you should love Yakuza and you should love Yakuza 5 remastered you should get it for your PS4 get it now it's out right now get it get it play along with me have a good time
0: Number 4 now I know you've all heard me rumble, grumble, crumble, and whine about uh, having games like Shadowgate back out, you know, the point-and-click adventures, go in the room, see all the things, clickety-clack, get inventory, find, find out how to solve puzzles in other rooms. Well, this title isn't that. But hey, it's pretty close and it looks really cool. It's Luna the Shadow Dust, developed by Lantern Studios, released February 13th, 2020, for PC only. So if you only have consoles, hey, I'm sorry, you're out of luck on this particular one. But I really wanted to mention it here because it looks beautiful. All of the rooms, and of course, let me back up here before I tell you about that. Here's the story. A boy, unnamed boy, falls from the sky, boom, saved by a mysterious magical force. There's a crazy-looking little alien cat thing or whatever it is that's his companion. They go into this weird tower that's of unknown heights and unknown everything. And every room you go into, you have to solve the puzzle of said room by moving, using your mouse, hovering over items and the things in the room, manipulating them in different ways, to solve the puzzles and move on to the next room, climbing said tower till the very end. Who knows? I don't know. But it's a mystery to us all. Anyways, every room is a singular puzzle and then you move to the next room. So that's where it kind of differs. The rooms are all puzzles and you've got to, you know, point and click and find your way around it and figure out what the puzzle is and what you have to do using yourself and some unique abilities with your cat, you know, like creating shadows of the cat, which can move into places you couldn't get to, uh, gears, you know, all the sort of standard puzzle stuff you, you're, you're known to see, known to come up with and so much more. As I said, these rooms are gorgeous. They're all hand painted, hand drawn, all that. So, Looks phenomenal. The music is just awesome. Tons of piano takes going on. You can go sample it over on the official website. Just beautiful, beautiful music to go along with all this. Some really nice puzzles, some really fun puzzles. It just feels and looks really cool. And it's something I want to check out over on the PC. So if you've got the time and you've got a PC, it doesn't even have to be a great PC because this isn't no freaking crazy, you know, graphics, you know, enhanced game or none of that crap. Go take a look. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Number three.
1: Next up on the releases this week, oh man, it's another entry in a series that I know and love so much. It's Warriors Orochi 4 Ultimate, developed by Omega Force, published by Koei Tecmo. This dropped on the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to you for Switch, PS4, PC, and Xbox One. If you don't know the Warriors series, oh, how can we even be friends? We can't be friends. If you don't even know what it is, basically the Warriors series, you are you take control of a playable character or a team of three you're battling through giant waves of enemies. You're clearing through the battlefield. It's, it's a lot of fun if you're in the mood for a Warriors game. I will always defend the Warriors games because I'm a big fan of the series. And Warriors Orochi is the series within the Warriors series that takes all the other, like the Samurai Warriors, the Dynasty Warriors, a bunch of other bonus characters, throws them all together. So instead of just playing Dynasty Warriors or just playing Samurai Warriors, you're playing with all of them. It's There's generally like a uh, worlds collide and like the demon army is it has risen and everyone's got to team up to fight with each other. So Warriors Orochi 4, I believe, came out sometime last year. This is the Ultimate Edition because that's what Koei Tecmo and Omega Force always do. They release a base version. A little while later, they release the Ultimate with some add-ons, some DLCs thrown in there. Specific 2 the Ultimate Edition of Warriors Orochi 4. You got seven new characters on top of the 170 you already had to play with in the base game. Fan favorites like Ryu Hayabusa are in there. Now they've got new, I think it's there's a lot of like Greek God or Greek, uh, Greek hero type characters to play as. So that's pretty cool. Apparently there were also a lot of issues with the UI in the base Warriors Orochi 4, which I never got around to playing, which I'm really sad about. But now the UI has improved in four Ultimate So it's a lot easier to get around. I think it's mainly centered around selecting your characters. So maybe now they're in tiered rows by series like they always used to be. Other cool things they've added in here to Ultimate, there's a new Infinity Mode that unlocks after you complete the story that's all about shuffling stages and objectives together with, you know, putting in time limits on both of those things, so it kind of shuffles up your gameplay experience so you're not just playing through the story over and over and over and over. I believe it's centered around like 12 different towers you have to climb, so each tower would be, you know, a floor of a different stage with, again, remixed objectives Remix timers on those objectives. So something to keep you playing. Another thing to keep you playing is now there are all kinds of new ultimate weapons. So as you've leveled up your weapons, you know, you got the best version in the base game. Now there's another tier to go for in the main game. There are also prestige ranks for your characters, which I think is pretty awesome. You can level up your characters to level 100. Then they will... I don't want to say your counter resets to one. It just rolls over to one again, so you can continue to level up your character's skill tree, level up your abilities, continue to unlock new things, which I think is really cool, because whenever you max out a character in the Warriors games, it feels good, but then it means that you basically can't play as that character anymore. Like, you can, obviously, you can still play as that character, but you don't get anything out of it. Like, Like, I always feel like when I level up my favorite character to the max level in any Warriors game, they can only be like, the like the fifth wheel on my on my team, or well, technically the third wheel. If you got a you've got a three three character rotation, they'd be the third wheel. Okay, don't say fifth wheel. Got it. But you know, you put them in the back while you're leveling up the other two, and then if you hit a boss that's too hard, okay, out comes the max level, and they're just there to kill that boss. But then the other teammates don't get the experience. You know what I'm saying? But here, now you can keep your favorite character in there, continue to level up, continue to work towards those ultimate weapons, continue to run through infinity mode. If you love Warriors games like I do, this is all set up for you to just play this, not forever, but for quite a long time. I think you can prestige up to four times, so it's going to take you four times as long to max out your characters. Really good stuff right there. You can also mix up, I believe there's a magic system in this one where, you know, power characters can do certain power magics. Now, in the Ultimate version, if you don't like, if you pick your favorite character, you love Deon or whoever it is, but you don't like his magic ability, now you get special items. You can swap it up. You can give him new abilities. That's really cool. There are also new Muso combos. I believe it runs through across the different characters where, like, you can chain their Muso moves together. Also new to the Ultimate version, there's all kinds of new story missions, narrative story missions, like, Uh, Like I think they said, ten hours worth. That can't be. That can't be right. But some number of hours worth new, all new side objectives for you to do inside of the you know the story mode that you're going through. So if you played Warriors Orochi four to death, this does offer you quite a bit of stuff to go through. And I do appreciate that they're injecting those new story missions, those new side objectives into that story mode because you do have to beat the story mode in order to get to the Infinity mode to start doing you know the. the the real grinding towards getting all the really good stuff. So if you've played it before, you might want to be checking this one out. I mean, depending on what the price is, how how you perceive value on that for all the added content. If you haven't played Warriors Orochi 4, this is the perfect time to get in it because now you got all the good stuff. It's all in there. As with so many other Warriors games, the ultimate version is always just what it says on the tin. This is the ultimate version of this game. So if you wanted to play Warriors Orochi 4, Get this version. You'll get all the good content. You'll get all the bonuses. You'll have all the fun. Just like I'm gonna have, because I'm gonna have to go get it. Because it's the ultimate version. I love I love the Orochi series. I love Warriors in general. This is the ultimate version. i I will get it. You should get it. You should get it. You should get it. Just get it and we'll play together. I don't know if you can play together, but we'll play at the same time.
0: Number two. So, Darksiders Genesis, as you all know, came out for PC a little while ago, and it's the one we we mentioned we were looking forward to and we wanted to play a little bit of, but uh, we had to wait, because you know what? They didn't give the consoles the love they deserved. But, alas, here we are, February 14th, 2020. It was released for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. It is a wonderful, top-down, hack-and-slash, action-RPG, Think, of course, Diablo-type game, except for you're not picking up all sorts of crazy loot, etc., etc. Instead, you're killing the denizens of uh, hell and evil and all that, getting souls, getting leveled up, getting more powers, You know, deciding where trees you want to go down. You guys know the deal here. But I do want to say that you get to be Strife in this one, which you haven't been Strife ever before as a playable character, but you also get War in this one if you choose to. War obviously gets to use his... Giant sword, goes nuts, hack and slash, getting in enemies' faces. He's a tank, and he hits hard, okay? So if you like that, you can play as war. Or you can play as Strife, and of course, Strife uses guns, so you're flying around the battlefield using all sorts of really cool different types of ammo to defeat your foes, so it's all about figuring out what they're weak to, using the right kind of ammo, getting your build up to where you like it. Do you like spread shots? Do you like laser shots? You know, that kind of stuff. And the best part is if you're playing single player, you can just switch back and forth between War and Strife depending on where you are, your play style, how everything's fitting or working. Now, while you're traversing this evil area, this bad place, you'll be doing typical Darksiders uh, platforming. So, that's returned. You're going to go in there, jumping platform to platform, grappling against walls, all that good stuff. A cool side note, too, is that War's moves are the same moves that he had in the very first Dark Darksiders. So, if you played through that one, this will be right at home for you with that particular character. They go back and forth throughout the whole game, you know, talking, out, joking, reminiscing about problems, issues they've had, all this good stuff. A lot of fun, really neat game. Graphics look great. I don't know what to say, except for it looks like a good game. I think everyone should go take a peek, have a looky-loo, and see for themselves. Number one.
1: Last up on the releases this week, it's a game that I personally can't talk too much about because this game is all about what you make of it and what the community makes of it. This is Dreams, which has now officially launched... On February 14th, it was in early access for I think about a year. They've been showing it off at all the, you know, all the expos and the trade shows and things. But it's finally out, it's finally here in its full form, developed by Media Molecule, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. If you haven't heard me talk about Dreams before, all you really need to know is that it's a Media Molecule game. That is the team behind Little Big Planet 1 through 3 and oh man, I can't remember the other game that they did. But their games are all about creation. They're they're all about giving you a game that you can indeed play as a game to some extent. But the purpose of the game they're giving you is to give you a suite of creation tools in which to make your own... uh, I don't want to just specifically say your own games. You definitely can do that. But your own creations, especially here in Dreams, you're not limited to just creating games you can create art you can create music you can make sculptures you can make i mean it's 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 insane the kind of stuff that people can make in dreams or that have been made in dreams all you have to do is look up dreams on youtube or like made in dreams just google that kind of stuff you will find some amazing things and what's cool about it is man i don't want to get too too ahead of myself but what's really cool about that is anything you see in dreams you can potentially make yourself, and not only that, but uh, well, that's tease. I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave that fish hook there, and just say I'm going to. We'll leave you with that, and we'll dial back to that in a little bit. But one of the biggest problems that people have with games, games or softwares like this, is you know when you get a creation suite, you you get it, and you're like, all right, I can. Or like if you first get Photoshop or whatever, you get it, and you're like, yeah, now I can make art. What do I make? I don't know. How do I use it? I don't know too. What's great about Dreams, and they did this in Little Big Planet as well, is they've included a short story mode that not only, I mean, it is just a nice, cool story, but it also kind of weaves you through the kinds of things that you can make in Dreams. Like it shows off all kinds of different gameplay varieties that you can make. There's point point click games. There's, you know, platforming elements. There's all kind. there's all kinds of stuff. I think that the, some of the reviews I read said there was even like bullet hell segments. So it shows off the kinds of things you can make in dreams because this whole story was made using the in-game creation suite from what I understand. So when you play through that, you get some ideas brewing in your head and then it's got all kinds of tutorial videos. It's got like classes, you know, in game that you can take where you can learn about this tool or that tool or how to do this or how to do that. So when you, you know, you make something, it'll get uploaded to the dream server. People can browse it. But here's where that hook that I put in the water comes back because after you create something, you upload it to the dream server, then other people can find what you created. They can, they can take it and they can use it in their creations as well, or they can take it and they can remix it and, you know, change it and then put it into their creations. So if you are on that dream server, you you see some really cool asset or some really cool uh you know, maybe you're really bad at making people. You know, you just can't figure out how to make a person work, but you played somebody else's dreams game and they have some really cool people in there. You can take those assets or you know, copy them or remix them to your, you know, to your PS4 yourself and use them in your own creations. So Put it to you like in an, in an art perspective. If you're really good at drawing like mechanical things or like uh, like robots or something, but you can't draw human faces really well, this this is that, but in a game-making perspective. If you're just, you know, if you see like this really first-person shooter with these awesome graphics, but you don't know how they got there, you can take those assets, remix them in your own version of that that game that they made, and you can go in and find out what's how these things are made up, how how they how they fit together, what the what the little connecting wires do. You know, you can figure out how the marionette moves because you can now you have the whole puppet. You have the little, you know, you see the strings. You have the the little the little card the little wooden X's you know that make the marionette dance. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think you understand what I'm saying. If you're playing in dreams and you you say I don't have any idea what to do, play some people's games, start thinking, you know, that'll spark some ideas in your head. You're like, okay, well, I really like that, you know, that little racer that that person put together. But I think maybe if I, if I could spin it or I could work it this way, you can download their assets. You can start working with what they've done. Or if you don't understand how you, how they made it work, download those assets, take a look at them, you know, work within the interface to, to teach yourself how to Learn how to be better, I guess is the way to put it. Just, look, I don't know, just cut it.
0: Imposter's topic of the day. It's no secret, everybody, that we are fanboys of Persona in general, and Persona Mm. 5 in particular. And, of Mm. course, we are on the verge of a brand new release, Persona 5 Royal. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. And we said, hey, you know what? We should have some fun. Talk about Persona again, because <laughs> why the hell not? And I wanted so, to bring it. So here's
1: here's episode 20 <laughs> of our Persona 5 Love Fest, Persona 4 right. Love Fest. <laughs> Welcome it's to ig persona, persona for the Intro Gamers.
0: Uh, hey, you're going to know something about Persona if you listen to this show. <laughs> that's for sure. Gosh. Look, I, I went back and forth on it. But there's so much stuff coming out with the Persona 5 Royal that wasn't in Persona 5 proper. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people out there going, Oh, should I buy this game if I played Persona 5? Is it really worth a full price? And discussions are going back and forth. Some say, of course it's not. It's unfair to charge a whole full price for a game that's already been out. All are saying you're crazy. So I mm-hmm. thought we'd go through, you know, some of the changes that are going to be in Persona 5 Royal, talk about them a little bit, what they mean to us. If they, we think that, you know, rates, A full price, you rebuying this game and playing it from the ground up, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So to kick it off, Matt, what's one change you've seen that really just, boom, kicks everything off, changes the game for you? Anything? Do you see anything? I I got it. I got the biggest change. I went on here.
1: I I found the list. I was like, man, when Eric said this topic was going to be what we're talking about, I went, I don't remember. I went in social media blackout, and then I came out of blackout, but all the stuff had already been said. So I found this list, and I was scrolling through, and I was like, I don't know. That's kind of all right. This is kind of okay. And then I saw, bam. Morgana doesn't tell you to go to bed quite no, so much. Gonna, I knew you were going to. not on time that. to go to bed. I am not <laughs> tired. Night owl <laughs> Matt is going to go do activities at night all the time. Now I am. I am halfway joking, but at the same time, more free time to do activities at night is always a good thing. Like I love doing that in Persona Four. You generally have free time at night like all the time. So to have it cut out a little bit in Persona Five, going back from four to five, I'd be like, oh man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss doing my night stuff. So it is a joke, but at the same time, it's not a joke because I like the free time. I like having more free time to spend with other companions, do the activities, level up my stuff because I'm going to have to do it all over again. If I have more time to do it, it's a good thing. So it's not a major thing, but it's something to point out, something that made me laugh. It was a bit, don't at me, but also do at me because I'm serious.
0: Now, I'm going to tie into that because you were right. And it was awesome that Morgana is not going to have you going to sleep as much in the evenings or quite as early. But tying to that freedom that you're going to have, it specifically says we've restructured some of the storylines, etc., mm-hmm. to allow for more free time in the evenings for you to go on about in the town, interact, socialize, do all that. And I wanted that so bad. Persona 5 definitely was uh, a little bit scarier than the other Personas that I've played because – some nights yeah. it would be like, Hey, we, we've already got this pre, pre done event for you and you're not going to be able to socialize, but you never knew when it was coming. So mm. you're like, Oh, well, tonight I do have a free night. What do I do? And it was real stressful because you didn't know if you, if you went with Makoto to get her up, but it, you really need to go ahead and hang out one more time with Ryuji or something, but you never knew if you're going to get the next night or two off or not. And then the time was going to pass for that to be a thing. I hated it. So, I'm glad that they're making it. It sounds like they're going to make it more in the long lines of Persona 4, but like you said, where basically every night you just do what you want. It was, hey, you're going to get the evenings. Go do it. Go enjoy. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing I do hope that they take from Persona 4, and I didn't see it in the list, but if we're having more free time at night, I want more free time level up with other characters' activities. Like the, uh, you know, when you found the, your characters in the street in Persona 4, you'd mm-hmm. have a little conversation, you'd pass the night, and it would give you the social link up, you know, the the in-between social link stuff, I would love them to put that in here, too. If they're reworking what you can do at night, that's a perfect rework. Find Ryuji in the street. Hey, man, want to go hang out at the arcade? And you don't get a story sequence, but you get a, oh, man, I love Blaster Baster Prode. Who-do-do-do. Boom. And then you get that little tick-tick-tick incremental level up on him, which I, I loved in 4 because, hey, you know, if I'm not working, if I'm not doing this, if my one social link isn't isn't ready to go, Boom, here's a here's a quick and easy hit on the, you know, the grind 'em up social links. Mm-hmm. I would love it if it's in there. I don't know if it is, but just talking about it right now, I'm like, "Man, that's that would be perfect to add in."
0: I agree with that. I do. Now, one thing they are adding into the dungeon side of things that I forgot about until I was reading a couple articles is the mm-hmm. grappling hook. They're giving yeah. the main character a grappling hook and on top of that, You're getting it because they're adding in these will seeds, which are going to be these three seeds hidden in every palace that you got to go around and find. It's some super secret stuff using the grapple hook to find. So not only are you going to the dungeon to solve the mysteries, solve the puzzles, go fight the baddie, do all the usuals, now there's will seeds in there. And then on top of that, they've got Mm -hmm. these skulls in there that you got to find. They're called Ishi's or something like that. Yep. As well. So now you've got all these hidden collectibles inside of every single palace on top of just exploring it to get all the baddies and defeat the boss, and they're going to give you accessories and other things that are going to enhance your character and make you even stronger along the way. So that added bonus to the dungeons by itself, regardless of some other stuff they're doing in the dungeons, for Mm. me is fantastic.
1: Yeah, 100% agree on both of those. The skulls, especially because just like you said, you get a unique accessory each time you get all of them for that dungeon so i can't wait to get themed accessories for each dungeon and see what they how they boost what you know how that affects my builds for the different characters but then the will seeds hey if you're finding a bunch of will seeds they restore your party's sp and the only hard limit on how long you can stay in a dungeon is how much sp you have in general in persona so If you can find more items to give you more SP, you stay in the dungeon longer, you level up faster, you go through the dungeon quicker, you beat the boss faster, you got more days of free time, it's the best version of Persona that there is. Yes, it's all good.
0: And then, of course, a basic one to tie in with that free time again, Matt, is besides getting a new character, Kasumi, who's going to be joining your team, doing all Mm. sorts of things. we don't know if she's good or bad, only time will tell, you get Mm. a whole new semester and area to explore Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's insane this is crazy you're gonna get a whole nother semester and on top of it a whole nother area which has a jazz club in it and all sorts Mm -hmm. of cool new events for you to do and you know social interactions all that just that alone is mind-boggling to me because I was already Damn. overwhelmed with so much to do. There was like we've always talked about. It. There's that one uh, NPC guy that uh, the mayor dude or whatever. I, I never even got yeah. to interact with him. And there's a couple others. The kid at the arcade barely touched mm. until like the very end. I scrambled to try to get some points in, et cetera. Mm. Et cetera. Just so much. And now, boom! On top of it, even more. I'm like, wow. Well, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, anytime they say add a new semester on, that's what like a few months worth in in, uh-huh. in game time in game, yeah. so that that's worth it all over again because you're getting a whole nother third or half of a game right there but then new characters new, new stuff to do bonus i'm going to jump on top of that two brand new confidants with their own perks plus they're reworking the perks of the existing social link confidants that's fantastic cuz hey oh man i never went and saw the 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 political candidate dude he had awesome perks now maybe if those perks are getting shifted around i mean that in itself makes it amazing. Just shifting around the perks, but then adding new confidants with new perks. I'm going to be excited to see what my what my my rotation through the day, through the town, through the city is going to be to help build my characters in different ways. My own my own abilities to affect the dungeon and the enemies in them. I can't wait for it. They and they better not screw up. They better not screw up to Kemi, though. She better have all her other all their stuff. Because if she's well, oh wait. If she gives me even better stuff though, that'd be oh my or maybe God. it's even Oh my gosh.
0: Maybe she gets on the lowest form of your rotation, Matt, and disappears from your life entirely. Like that's, the uh, the mayor mandate, okay? Now see here's the happen. thing. No. I tie this in because it's it is, it just adds to the whole, you know, you should play this game again because as you said, I went with a certain rotation of whom I leveled up once I started mm-hmm. to understand their perks and what I needed for what I was doing throughout the game. Well, by them taking those perks, changing them, modifying them, putting them elsewhere, whatever they're going to be doing with all of them, like you said, it's going to change who I'm spending the time with, who I'm yep. maxing out as, so I'm going to get a new, potentially a whole new set of uh, NPCs that mm-hmm. I'm hanging out with and interacting with and getting storylines for that I never got to in my old playthrough of Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, the tarot chick. I thought she was yeah. really cool. I liked her whole shindig, but because her end thing sucked, I, I you know I basically abandoned her after a while. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't yeah. want to, I, I I did come back admittedly, but for a while I just ditched her, even though I wanted to go finish her storyline because mm-hmm. I needed to get someone else's perks. And I never knew yeah. I was going to go back. I thought maybe I'd have to YouTube it and all that. But this just provides you with a whole new set of people you might interact with that you never did adding all new scenarios and sequences to your storyline.
1: And speaking of new new interactions, new things to do, uh, each party member now gets a third form for their persona. I remember my mind being blown when I unlocked the second form for everybody. So I think it was you know Ryuji first because he was the, the easiest one to do. And I went, holy crap, he gets a whole new persona with new abilities and stats bump up. That's amazing. Now you can do that again. So even though you are going to want to level up your favorite dudes anyway, maybe now you're going to level maybe now instead of just going from Ryuji to Yusuke, now you're going to be like, "Well, I should level up Ryuji to see what the third form is. See what mm-hmm. new abilities that form gets. See what what its stats change to. Maybe it, you know, starts leveling up his magic stuff a little bit, so his stuff's not quite so useless. I can't wait to see it just because Again, it's a, it's another reason to play the game again. It's another spoon stirring that pot. It's like, "Oh, here's here's my experience. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, now it's different. Now it's different this way. Now it's different that way. Now there's new Persona fusions and versions to unlock, new abilities to unlock. I can't wait. I can't freaking wait." And that's
0: what you're saying is on top of your own characters getting a third iteration, there's all new personas coming to Persona 5 mm-hmm. Royal. And on top of that, existing personas, a lot of their attributes and skills, sets, etc., have been changed around. So you might not just be getting the same old one you got in Persona Five. Once again, you got to go through and play and figure out what's going to work for you all over again. A fresh experience with your personas.
1: Why are you doing this to me, Eric? You're trying to ruin Takemi for me. I now don't. you're trying to ruin Shiki Oji. No, go. I'm getting I had him. him too. He's going to be an hey, invincible listen. king. There's no, way. no there's no gotta. goddamn way. I'm changing that. No, not happening.
0: It might not be able to, Matt. I'm just saying, you might actually have to go all brand new for this.
1: Yo, speaking of brand new, we're talking about personas, which are basically like monster-type things, getting all new monster types and changing them up. Hey, brand new enemies are coming in. Uh-huh. All you had to do was tell me new enemies were coming in, and I'll play it all over again. Oh, Even yeah. without all this other stuff, change up the enemy rotations, change up their, you know, what they look like, What's just have new ones coming in and just change up my dungeon experience. I love it. Well, I'm excited hey, to, it's to find new that. stuff.
0: New enemies, new dungeon layouts for all the existing dungeons, plus you get the mm-hmm. new ones, and all bosses have been changed or had extra abilities added, extra phases added. So nice. none of the bosses are the same either that you're going to be fighting this time around. So there you go. Look at that. All new boss fights all across the board, mm-hmm. all new dungeon layouts, all new enemies being added in there. Of course, you're going to get a lot of the other enemies you encountered before. But bam, man, whew, oh boy, it's just, oh, and then if you're like, oh my god, that just sounds too good, guess what? Mementos is being changed up too. There's a whole new character coming into the Mementos world, a randomized dungeons, a whole new game, little side quests going on in the Mementos. It's a freaking just whole bonafide redo of Mementos in general, which I am so happy for because Persona 5 was amazing. The Mementos were fun, but I thought they were empty. I always felt like it was just like, oh, you're just marching down, and you get to the point where they were too strong for you, you'd leave, go do another dungeon, come back, march down Mm -hmm. further until it was too strong for you, and I understand that was kind of the point, but I thought there could have been so much more to it, I just felt like that was a real basic basic go at it, and this time around, they realized that, and probably knew from the word go that they wanted to do more but just didn't have time to, Mm -hmm. they've added in all sorts of new stuff to do in Mementos, which just has me thrilled.
1: Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I got to the memento section and like you said, it's expanded. There's there's shop that sells exclusive goods in there. The one thing you didn't mention that got me the most excited though is that stamp system which is rolling modifiers for <laughs> mementos. Higher encounter rates, more rewards from battle, all, any kind of th- any kind of thing that changes up my gameplay if I'm going in there just to farm experience, in, you know, it's a free day, whatever I need to level some people up. Oh, I'm going to make it more interesting by boom, this stamps on, that stamps on. It's a super hard run right now, just for fun, just because I feel like it. Or bloop, 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 now it's back to default. Maybe it's super easy. Any way that I can change and modify my gameplay experience is an amazing thing. They're doing it with Mementos. That's awesome. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. And then they were like, hey, that's not all, boys and girls. We added the Thieves' Den, an actual fide mm-hmm. hangout for your team, To chill out, do all sorts of stuff in, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's artwork, character models, all sorts of crap just to decorate. It's like a room. Basically, it's like a whole other room where you can put on Mm -hmm. trophies, things, all this stuff. And then on top of it all, you get to play a card game. They're adding a card game to Persona 5. Yeah, now I'm getting sour. I'm getting sour on it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how detailed the card game is. I watched a little bit of gameplay, but I, I ain't gonna lie, I did not understand what they were playing or what they were doing. Uh, mm. It it isn't this crazy one where, I was hoping that was going to be like triple triad, you know what I'm saying, where you collected monster no, uh, no, cards, no and thanks, came back. no pass, pass it, was, pass it wasn't. It looks like it's just a, some basic uh, <laughs> card game. It's called Tycoon, and mm. you're just playing it with your uh, fellow, you know, denizens of said thieves' den, yeah. having a good time with it. So I don't think it's super in depth, but it is a way to pass time, and I I, I assume it might. Help with the social aspects, you know, level up, that kind of thing. I'm not sure yet, though. But it's just something really cool added to the whole rigmarole here in Persona 5.
1: And then a couple other tweaks that I thought were really good slash interesting. I like that ammo restocks after a battle now, so your ranged weapons aren't just completely useless after you're out of ammo. Oh, look, it's the floor with all the enemies that are weak to ranged attacks. Oh, well, hopefully we get through this really fast. Oh, we didn't? Oh, well... Last few bits of this are going to be a struggle. Not anymore, because now your ammo restocks, which is the way it should have always been, really. I mean, just it just should have been. But then the other thing about battle, one of my favorite things about Persona 5 that was so hard to go back to Persona 4 without, Baton Pass. Now it's leveled up. Now you have different levels of Baton Pass. You get different abilities and bonuses as you're passing batons between different characters. I love Baton Pass so much in its default state. So to build on top of it, make it even more interesting and fun to use. Oh, oh chef's kiss. Perfection.
0: And completely new all-out attacks. Animations mm-hmm. for all-out attacks, the whole nine yards. So if you thought you yeah. knew what you were seeing and getting, you don't because they redid it all. And on top of the animations, et cetera, for the all-out attacks, your actual character animations now are different too. They reworked those, mm. added a whole bunch of new ones. It's just beautiful. And then, of course, really cool. I don't know how is going to be implemented because... It's weird that I noticed it when I played, but I didn't. Was weather effects? Mm. You yeah. know, that, yeah. they had rainy days and stuff, and but they've said they're at, they added tons of new weather effects depending on the time of year, etc. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll see snow, you know, falling from the sky, all that good stuff.
1: Well, because you got that big time skip before the Christmas and then into uh-huh. the New Year, so now that you have wintry days, you have actual fall days. I can't wait to just see some s- some fall leaves blowing oh, across blowing the street across. as you're running across. <sighs> they hear that. It's like a nice fall, crisp breeze. I mean, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Little simple things. New and additional character portraits and conversations. I I love that stuff. I love it when they would change up to do what they're doing. Man, anything, just small touches to make it look and feel more special. Weather effects go under that same thing. It's a minor thing, but it's something I'm going to notice, and it's going to feel new and fresh when I see it.
0: Mm -hmm. And did you like uh, Persona 5's music? Did you think it was pretty good?
1: Yeah, I, mean, yeah, it I think good, it was alright. Yeah, it, it was pretty good.
0: Do you think you'd like thirty new tracks as well added to the added to the game?
1: Now you're making me sad again, Eric, because oh. I bought that soundtrack. <laughs> now I got to buy another soundtrack <laughs> another with a new disc. Thirty discs. more oh, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Sorry, man. You do. <laughs> got to buy another one with thirty more tracks because they've added thirty freaking tracks to the game. Which, hey, for me, music really just puts the mood and just gives yeah. it, like you said earlier, that chef's kiss. With such a variety that was already there, and now this added, I just feel like oh, every single moment is going to be perfect for me. And I'm just stoked. I'm stoked.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't put it any better than that. I don't really have anything. I mean, there's there's a ton of things. There's I could still go into way more, but yeah, you're every right, you're single right. tiny thing. But everything we've talked about already has me so hyped, has me so will. I, I want to cancel my regular pre-order and get back on the Collector's Edition pre-order now. Even though it's <laughs> going to be the same game, I just want even more Persona in my life. I'm going to have more here. I'm going to be glad to pay a full price for it because I'm getting all this new stuff. Uh, I'm just, I'm super stoked, man.
0: So on a serious note, we've just went ahead and did exactly what we told you we to do. We just fanboyed about yeah. all the new stuff coming to Persona 5 Royal. Now, you mm-hmm. all know, we played Persona 5 through and through, had a great time with it, did as much as we could possibly do with it, besides being mm-hmm. psychopaths and getting the platinum, because I just don't have time for it. Correct. And we're telling you, with such star-struck eyes, about mm-hmm. all this added stuff, and how excited we are, and how much we think it's worth it. If you played Persona 5 and we're on the fence, from two fans to you, get mm-hmm. this title. It's They're going overboard with this remake. This is... Yeah remaster not remake sorry remaster it's fantastic so much added so much bang for the buck i'd almost say it is a remake matt
1: i i don't i no, see i want to say like it's a re-release with bonus content because mm-hmm. remaster still sounds like you went back and shined it up
0: well they did a little bit now it's 1080p you know all that good stuff dah, yeah. dah, okay so a, okay that's fair of, that's fair okay It's a little bit of shine put on there so whatever, right, I don't it's, care if it's remade, remaster, re-release. It's a director's cut. It's an ultimate edition. Yeah, there you edition. go, ultimate edition. That? That's exactly what it is. They there did everything for it. Everything you could possibly do to this, they did it. It's definitely worth the money in my eyes, even mm. if you've already played and beaten it. And if you haven't, you're a fool if you don't get this game and play it.
1: Well, see, I was going to say, I would think the only people who I would not recommend this to are people who played Persona 5 but didn't like it. And in which case, I don't just jump in a river because i don't want i don't mm-hmm. want to hear from you i don't want you around me but no on a serious tip though if you played persona 5 and beat it that means you loved it because you played through like 100 hours of it if you loved it enough to do that you're gonna love this enough to do it again i can i like i feel like i can guarantee that i know there's gonna be somebody out there who says Ah, i would never do it but you already did it and it shows how much you loved it you're gonna love this too because it's just more and cooler and better and expanded and everything. It's the ultimate edition. You have to get. You gotta get it. You have to. You do gotta get it. And you know what? You need to tell us. Did our
0: fanboying, did our just swooning over this sway you in any way? Did it make you decide to finally get off that rope and get in bed with us and have a great time? Let us know.
1: All these metaphors are getting mixed. It's too. It's going too far. <laughs> we gotta do wrap it, it up. I'm doing do it. It's the best. Imposters wrap up. So, as Eric said, what do you, what did you think about what we said? Do you think we're just off our rockers? Are we two crazy old men who are just too personaed in their basements to 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 even understand what stuff is? Or are you on? Are you in bed with us? Are we rocking and rolling under the? No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Let us know via email info at thirdshift. Me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme Or find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
0: Indeed you can. You can also find us over there on that wonderful Patreon, where we treat it just like a tip jar. You guys all know the rigmarole. If you like what we're doing, please consider heading over there throwing us a buck, two bucks, any kind of bucks. we would be extremely helpful. But if you can't, we can take help in any other way, shape, and form, hey, by responding to said question we just gave you, or mailbag questions of anything you want said, done, or just opinions. All those interactions, maybe a Talented Tuesday, I don't know, whatever, anything and Mm -hmm. everything keeps us happy, keeps us motivated, lets us know you're out there rocking out, listening to what we're driving, throwing down at you, and we'll do it again and again and again and again. So, hey, stick around and help us help you.
1: And speaking of sticking around, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 3rd of March for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. But as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, comment, and subscription. Any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. We appreciate that. And we appreciate those five-star reviews. And man, oh man, we got people asking for five-star stories. It's happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's a story time's been asked for. Whew, it might be coming. Stay tuned. But until then, give us some more five-star ratings because it helps us out. We really do appreciate it, as man always says.
1: Mm-hmm. And with that, there's nothing else to say other than by don't, 5 don't, Royal. Don't forget get it, to say Persona wait for... 5
0: Royal, yes. Mm-hmm. Taste.
1: But then also don't forget to say yes. Oh, yeah.